When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hope uh, everyone's having a good week. All that jazz. Getting a lot of comments and stuff. You know, I should... I don't know where to put a website or whatever where you people... And I, I don't want to say you people. You. Where you can write to. Because I'll get it on Twitter. Like, um, you know, like I've had this today. I said, hey, what's his name? He's on Twitter here. And, and I'm the worst with social media, too. I Unless it's... Personally, to me, or I check my inbox, I really have no clue. I'm not, I don't know how to tag things. I'm a disaster. But unless I hear from you that way, I really, I, or on Facebook, and I go through every single comment, uh, which is something I want to get through, like me getting in a, I really got into it with some guy and I feel bad, but I don't know, I'll ask you about your opinion. Here we go. Hey, Jim. This is from Larry Ziegler. Um, Hey, Jim. Really enjoying the podcast you do with your wife. Loving the conversations and advice you guys give. And that, that means a lot to me and my wife because I know this sounds... I don't know what it sounds like, but when it comes to my wife and I, we really... At the end of the day, we think we're cool. <laughs> like we we really think not not that we just we can't believe that we still really really enjoy one another's company. And it's not it's not like it it's on so many different levels. You know, I think sometimes God, you know, I know she has stage 4 cancer. And I know that at the end of the day that's that that's a big cloud that hangs in the background and she has a trial but we enjoy every freaking moment we have I almost feel as if this has been it's it really makes me appreciate life in general more and more every minute I, I take so much time now to sit and just absorb the moment. Whether it's a, a, a little conversation with someone at the airport that's passing me by, whether it's going outside and I, the phone is not on me and I'm just taking whatever, taking life in. By the way, I've officially unplugged from the news uh, a week ago. so. The last I the last I really saw was the whole tragedy in Vegas, which is another thing. You know, it's with the whole whatever. We'll get into that. Not too deep, though. I'm not here to uh, bring people down. But my wife and I, we we love hanging out. We love laughing. We love figuring things out. It's and. And we look at each other like, are we the only ones like this? No. There's so many people like us out there. You guys are. So many of you are. There, there's so many of you out there. And it's good to hear that once in a while. It's good to hear like, hey, there's other people like us. How about that? And you have the same complications that we do as a marriage. Like, it's just, it's relatability. Relatability. But it's funny because uh, D, my wife, goes... Did anyone, did anyone comment about the, uh, 
podcasts? Like, can I hear it? And I said, you don't want to hear it because then you're going to go, I don't like my voice and I don't like the way I sound and I don't like the way I, I, I don't, no, I don't want to, you can't listen to yourself. You lose your mind. And you start critiquing yourself, but I think she's done a good job. She's never done radio before. She's never done any kind of media or whatever. And I think um, I told her, as long as we have an honest conversation, we'll be fine. And there we go. If it's Mr. Ziegler commenting, going, hey, thank you, and you're giving us great advice. We just helped him and his other half. And that's, that's all it is. Now, unfortunately, Dee's not with me today. I'm upstate New York. I'm in Syracuse at the Turning Stone Casino. So it's just me. All right, let me rub it in a little. Let me rub it in. You know, there are times where I'll just let you in on the world of a comedian, the lifestyle of, or of anyone that travels a lot. So I got this show, I got a private show in Kauai. Kauai, Hawaii. Kauai. I don't know how to pronounce it. It's K-A-U-A-I. Um, I have posted pictures on Instagram, and I'm going to post some more. I don't want to bore people to death. And video of my wife ziplining. Now, these are the kind of moments where you have to think too, like, I'm going to Kauai. Yes, it's a phenomenal paycheck. That is the, let's not kid ourselves, that's the driving force. I'm not going to lie to you and go, you know, I really wanted to just, I would have done it for $8 and a nice room to go to Kauai and just please this amazing company. Um, but the money, but Kauai, I'm like, God, it's so cool. After, so I played Winnipeg. One night, I was really nervous about Winnipeg. Why was I nervous? Because when you're, it's interesting, Ron White, the comedian Ron White, we've talked a couple times. Me and uh, another person kept telling him, you should tour, you should tour in Europe. Do England, Scotland, do, do, do. He's like, you know, I don't, I don't know if they'll get me there. I'm like, they'll get you. Trust me, they'll get you. You're a phenomenal storyteller, and you just, you're going to kill over there. Well, I don't know. I don't know. This is Ron White. Like, he's huge. Ron's a, Ron's a rock star. So I go, Ron, you should play over there and all that jazz. And he finally books a gig to go over there. And they didn't have him. On, and he's asking me to book him. Hey, man, can you help me? But I'm like, you're Ron White. What is Jim Brewer going to do for Ron White? Like, Ron, have your manager call and just, just, but this is also what a, it's just regular duty is, you know? He's like, well, I don't know, Jim. Uh, he calls me from London. Jim, man, I don't know. This guy don't have me on a list. I'm like, what? just say who you, tell him Google. Google Ron White. Google Blue collar comedy. It's, it's, you're just tell him. I just thought that was funny, but I, I was more intrigued. He was fear. He was so scared. And the reason why I was scared was we're established here. Jim Brewer, my name can sell in certain markets. People are paying money to be entertained by me. Hopefully laugh from what I give them that night. Now, so I'm comfortable in this zone. Ron White kills in America, kills in the South, kills all over. They don't know him. Some people know him. So you got to go to an area where you're not walking down the street and they don't give you a, it's a given. I call it a given. Right after SNL and Half Baked, I would go and I would stop in city clubs in New York City and the Comedy Cellar and the Comic Strip and stuff. And Comic Strip was my club. I loved it was an electrifying room. Comedy Cellar, I did not like. I would do really well there. But it really is, it's just a, I'm, I'm big and animated. So I needed big and animation. Comedy Cellar is good to work on joke, 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 joke. It, there's no stage, people right on top of you. So I would go 
if I knew if I murdered at the Comedy Cellar, <laughs> it'd be a bomb blowing off at the comic strip. So, you, you know your element. So I go on stage, you know, I'm SNL and whatever. And there's, you go in a little swagger because people recognize you. Every time I eat pasta now, someone's like, hey, is that the guy over there? This glass of wine is from Table over there who just said you're fantastic. By the way, I enjoy your work. Oh, thank you. Uh, the manager says desserts on us. Ah, tell him thank you. I'm so glad I could service him as the goat and Joe Pesci 20 years ago. Thank you, much blood. But when you first walk up there, you know, if it's my show, I go up and people, ah, yeah, woo, good to see you. And then they go on for like 20 seconds. Ah, and then the crowd dies down. And then they go back up again. Ah, I can't believe he's here. This is great. This is my fourth time seeing Brewer. Brewer! It's not what my audience sounds like, by the way. But there were other times I go in and, and you go in the, and they're not all, they didn't all pay to see you. They didn't pay to see you. So you just got to be funny if they don't know you. So I think that was a little bit of struggle with Ron White because they don't know me. I said, it doesn't matter. You're still funny. If you went up, shaved your head, no one knew who, who you were, and you went in a, a, a comedy club and nobody knew who you were, you would end up killing that room. Trust me. Back me up on this. You've seen one woman naked. You want to see the rest of them naked? It could be an old biker chick, you know, they're gonna hang down to here. Say, you wanna see my titties? Yeah, I do. <laughs> All right, that's enough. Roll them back up, sweetheart. So, of course, he goes up and kills Winnipeg. Now, I'm walking around Winnipeg and downtown, and it's, you know, it sounds crazy. Even though we live in America, most of you live in America that listen to me. You just cross the border, and Canada's a lot like us, but they're, they're also so different. And, I, and I'm not gonna, one thing I will hand to other countries, I'll definitely hand this to them. They're very multicultural, which doesn't mean it's better. It does not mean it's better. It just means it's multi, like for instance, I'm walking around, me and Joe Sib, uh, he's opening for me, and great guy helps me out with a lot of stuff he's you know brilliant guy he 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 he's he runs a freaking record company so he doesn't need the money he's doing it out of passion joe sib he's working on it. he asks a lot of questions cool guy so we're walking around and um we go to this coffee shop now i will say this sorry canadians you got you got long foreheads I don't know what that is. There's, you know, Mark McKinney used to be, uh, he used to live in the same building as I did. We would hang out once a while. He had a long, hair, big forehead. I don't know what's up with this. Is, it, is that a winter thing? I don't, you're, I don't know. I don't know what that is. It's not an ugly head. It's just, it's, I swear, they have bigger foreheads. It's weird. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. So this coffee guy, he's got a big forehead, really laid back. Now I go in there and there's a, uh, there's like an Asian female uh, with, with an Indian guy. I'm assuming he was Indian. I don't know that for a fact. Um, some people go, he's right, he just fought Indian because it's racist. He was an Indian guy. I'm thinking he was an Indian guy. And there were two teenagers and um, an older black man sitting by the... And, you know, if it was new, if it was... I asked the guy, I said, is there a place to eat around here? And he's just, he was the nicest, nicest guy. I didn't ask, like, well, or, you know, what kind of coffee you want? Well, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff. Just walk down the street. He's like, well, what are you looking for? The guy was just so nice. Now, maybe it was just one guy, but there's, there's a feeling when I walked around Winnipeg where it's just, I don't know. You feel like, I, th there was this tunnel we walked through underground and I would have never done this in the States, never. And there was shops and stuff, but nothing was open. 
So it was just, it was deserted, and I'm walking, and I'm going, Joe, we're, this is this has got, someone's going to take a knife out and, and rob us any second written all over it. But there's no, there's no, like, uh, there was no tension. There was no looking at the, the Indian guy and the black guy, like, there's a, there's a black man. Uh, he's not from the neighborhood, but he's sitting in the window. Uh, who knows what kind of trouble he's looking for. There's an Indian person. It's just, there was none of that. I can't explain it. It, it really is. It, it seemed they're better at people are people. And, and there's, and that's everywhere though. Hell, I remember going to England and they hated people. When I was there, I did this uh, tour and we were on the tour, sitting with the heads of the guys, and, and a red-headed man walked by outside the shop that we were having coffee. A red-headed man. Well-dressed, he had red hair. And the, and the English guy goes, fucking ginger. I said, what is it? He, they looked down on red-headed people as if they were below them. And I don't know if that's a, like a link to Ireland or whatever, but... My point is, somebody's always looking down on somebody. They're to lump it into, but the, it just—I um, didn't feel any of that. In Canada, it was. Uh, and then again, you know, I walked five blocks, so who am I? So I was in Winnipeg. I was a little nervous, so I kind of took that observation, and I went on stage, and I wasn't sure what I was going to do all old stuff. You know, we're a little mix of new. And I just started the first 10 minutes being brutally honest how I felt walking around. And it was, it was some of the most fun stand-up I've had in the last two years or so. Because I literally just said exactly how I felt. And it was really cool. So I, I loved Winnipeg and I hope they have me back as... I guess what I'm saying. And there's a video on my Facebook of this little girl that waited for me all night with her parents. I came outside and she's, she's on the Facebook page. Um, and I think I wrote cutest little fan or something like that, a little nine-year-old girl. She was my favorite bit is the hungover dad. And her dad had this ACDC shirt and it just, she was the coolest thing. And she was telling me all my bits. And I was like, wow, hungover dad is off. Let's clear the air. That's like 2010. And, and then she said, oh, and I love Slayer off of the, uh, the other DVD. Like, wow, this kid is nine and, and going through my bits. That just that blew my mind. So you can check that, but it was such a good time. Such a good time. But I was worried too because they don't know me. They don't know me. I'm out of my element. But um, I will say this, just a real quick offbeat note. Joe Coy, who I've talked with a bunch of times, watch, he used, to, he used to be on a radio show called Bruin Leased with me and Corielli and two other guys. And he would come on a bunch and come on my other satellite show. And he is becoming a rock star. Rock star. So Joe Coy, uh, if you have a chance to go check him out, check him out. I always thought he was hilarious. It's, it's, but I love that he's becoming a phenomenon. And it, it, what's great about it is he's already funny, so he's not gonna fade away. He's already locked and loaded with great material that he's been doing for years. So it, he's just gonna, he's gonna be riding this way for a long time and deservedly so. Joe Coy, good for you. In studio right now, Joe Coy. I miss and I think about it all the time. I loved everything about the Uptown Comedy I, it Club. It was great, wasn't it? It was phenomenal. Just the setup was amazing. Yeah. Um, it was raw. To be to be in Harlem yeah. as this this guy who who grew up wearing a heavy metal jacket. Yep. Looking down the street going, my God, there's black people across <laughs> that street. <laughs> and and literally, man, I ain't even kidding. Like a black guy would come down our street and it was like a someone let out a grizzly bear. Holy crap, <laughs> get the kids in the house. <laughs> a freaking black man. He's walking, he's getting, he's in the middle of the street. <laughs> 
Get in the car. Lock the door. He's going to rape you. <laughs> it was... And now here I am this in bear, The bear is wearing a mailman's outfit. <laughs> he's, and he's putting mail in our houses. <laughs> what kind of bear is this? Taser oh! him. Call the zoo. Obviously, this bear was in a circus of some kind. <laughs> Someone got hit him with a dart. Just kill him. <laughs> He's wearing He's a listening short to that mailman's outfit with shorts. <laughs> He's listening to that mailman music, and you know what that music leads to. <laughs> For some reason, all the white women on my neighborhood like this bear. They're all changing into shorts they're and sitting on their porches. <laughs> all of a sudden, they're wanting to send letters to this mailman. Especially the fat ones. <laughs> <laughs> He's saying no to the good-looking white ones and getting the numbers of the fat white ones. What Kill the bear. <laughs> <laughs> oh Once you gosh. go bear, you never go back. <laughs> wow, that was an improv for the archives. Oh, that was great. We can end now. So then from Winnipeg, now I'm going to Kauai for the private show. Now, like three, you know, first D, my wife's like, eh, you know, when we first got it, she went, oh, Kauai. I'm like, yeah, but I'm only there one night. It's a... It's Monday, and then I'm just going to come right back. And then all of a sudden, I don't know, two, three weeks went by. I already got the tickets, already did all that jazz, and I went from I'm going to be there on a Sunday. I get there on a Sunday night, and then I'd leave Tuesday morning after the Monday night show. And my wife goes, hey, you know what? I want to go. I want to go. So what is this? This is a private show, you know, I don't know how it's gonna go. They got me doing segments. It's not just a straight show. It's like 15 minutes here, 20 minutes there. And I, and I did the show with um, the tenors who are Canadian, who just, they, they destroyed that audience. They were great guys, very funny, super talented. Um, I thought they were amazing. Tenors, not the tenors, just tenors. So, um, I said, yeah, I'm doing this gig, but it's, you know, 20 minutes here, 15. I want to go. Yeah? Yeah, see if we can scuba dive or something. So, all right, all right. You're 100%? Because if I put, yeah, 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 boom. And these are moments where, and we still have a 12-year-old, 15-year-old at home. And these are moments where you go, okay, are we, should we go for this? Should I worry about the money? I'm going over the budget now. You know, they give, me a, they give me a budget to do a show, and then I have a budget for air, travel, hotel, all that jazz, my opener. Now, I was excited, and I went, well, shoot, I'm going to go under budget and fly first class from Winnipeg to Hawaii, Hawaii, back to Newark, New Jersey, first class, all for under two grand. Kapow! Take that! Now, granted, I had to take like 19 flights, but that's besides the point. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, D goes, I want to go. Now, I can't. I said, okay. Budget's blown out. Now, she, I'm not going to fly her super coach. I mean, coach, but, you know, maybe like the front row where you have the bulkhead or something like that. So it's, and I'm not going to book her first class with 19 flights. Screw it. Who cares? I'm cutting the budget. Think of the memories. Think of this time. Think of down the road. Am I going to regret this? Are we going to regret that we never took this chance? Screw it.
How many times you get this opportunity? Hi, would you like to get paid and bring your wife and go to Kauai and stay at a beautiful resort and possibly stay some extra days, fly home first class and see beautiful things and have great memories? Yeah, I'll take it. Even though it's only three nights? Yeah, I'll take it. And I'm so glad we took it. It was, can I tell you? This is another thing that I'm gonna get into with my wife. Because there's so many of you that like traveling and all that jazz and there's East Coast, West Coast. I want to share with you some of the places we've been to. And I know this sounds crazy, but if I had another job and I might, I, I would, part of me feels like doing it and not waiting till I retire. Like do it like once a month. I don't know. Maybe I, see, I'm thinking like crazy now. Maybe I'll do it once a month on Facebook. I don't know. But long story short, I would love to share with you places to go and stuff like that. I, I'd love to be like a travel agent. But for, you know, you give me a budget, you tell me exactly what you're looking for, and give me a week, and I'll find some stuff for you. I did that with my friend Larry. Love, Larry's like, brow. Brow, it's uh, me and Diane's anniversary, turning 50. I want to bring her. Bring it somewhere nice. I said, what's your budget? He gives me the budget. I went, let me work as I include air flights. Does that include everything? He goes, yeah, that's max. All right, boom. Let me figure it out. Now, I know he parties. He likes to party. He likes to let loose. They like to, uh, they're very social. So they're not going to be laying on the beach all day doing nothing. They're social. Gave him, gave him a budget. Came back with some stuff. He went for it. Had a I would love to do that for you. I would love that. I mean, we've been from Africa, Australia, Asia, Europe, you, you name it, with kids, certain ages of kids. I, I, anyway, right, I'm just going nuts on now. Madness. But those are moments you gotta understand are plopped on your lap and you just gotta go for it. Don't even hesitate, go for it. What's the worst that can happen? What's the worst that can happen? I am so glad Deeb went. So glad. And if, I, I didn't say where, I'm like, all right, this is gonna put us over the budget. Oh my God, I'm still gonna make money, but I'm still, God. It, it's such a, why let money deter those emotions and feelings you'll have forever? So we went to, we go to Kauai. I meet her there. She comes, picks me up in a car, rent a car. She's like, I want to get a rent a car. I went, Argh. I said, everything's at the resort. We're not going to hang at the resort the whole time. Argh. Part of me is like, I don't want to be running around. I don't want to be spending a lot of money. That's all I hear is, uh, sorry, no sitting down. Ka-ching, ka-ching, no sitting down. Ka-ching, ka-ching. But thank God. First thing we do, we get there. She's like, you want to work out? I'm like, work out. Worked out. It was the best. We planned our day from, and we got there on a Sunday night. So Monday, there's chickens everywhere. That's the first thing I noticed. Roosters and chickens are running wild everywhere. You can't look anywhere. And I mean anywhere without not seeing a rooster or a chicken running around. We even saw pigs, wild pigs. So we get there, get the resort. It's about a mile walk from the lobby to our rooms. And Started the next day and we were just off to the races. Rent a car, drive to this. It's where they filmed, for those of you who don't know, the big thing is this is where they filmed Jurassic Park. It's supposed to be luscious, it's supposed to be beautiful. Um, I think part of Kong Skull Island and so many other movies, all that jazz. So everyone said, you gotta go hiking. You gotta go do this. You gotta, you gotta take the boat ride. Well. And that's, that's what I'll do. I have to get a website for this. And I, would and I would love to post the videos and pictures for you guys to check out. It's, you know, ones that aren't too personal. So 
Can I just tell you? I'm being dead honest. There was a moment we... My wife and I, we went ziplining. That's on Facebook. We... We laughed so... We did everything you could possibly do. Took this incredible boat ride on the most beautiful, perfect day. We drove around every single day from one island to the other, went hiking. It was pretty... I, I gotta be honest with you, it was one of the most, if not the most, beautiful place I've ever been my whole life. A lot of people like me, I'm, I'm, I'm being dead honest with you. I've been blessed, so blessed, that I've been all over the world world I've seen the most beautiful places that exist Kauai is I'm still dreaming of it it is absolutely you can't describe it you can't show it in pictures you can't show it in video the feeling you know in Avatar you know you know in the beginning there's scenes in Avatar you're like oh I tell you, like, please tell me this exists. And please tell me I can visit this place and just live in it for a day. That's what parts of Kauai was like. It was... I felt like... So this is what it feels like in the afterlife if you go to heaven. If, if there's a heaven, this is it. It's staring at the cliffs of Kauai, where they filmed Jurassic Park, the most perfect lighting, and there's a million freaking dolphins around you. It, it was, it was, it was breathtaking. I, 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 Dean and I kept saying, we gotta bring the kids here. We have to bring the kids here. And it's a lot cheaper than Maui and the other islands. Um, the main island in Hawaii is really, really built up. It's like going to visit a city. It's, it's, it's city on a beautiful island. Maui is, a little, is more upscale. Um, more stars and celebrities go there. Um, people love going to Maui. There's a lot to do. Beaches are stunning. They're gorgeous. Kauai, not a lot of beaches, but there's beaches. They are beautiful, but hands down, one of the most beautiful places I've ever seen in my whole life. And we had the greatest, greatest time. There was, I know this sounds corny. There was a moment halfway through the trip and I went, and the show was amazing. It just, uh, there was a moment when I, I looked at my wife and I went, you know, We've been doing this over 24 years and I still have an absolute blast hanging out with you and I still look forward to seeing you. And you gotta take, you gotta take those moments. God, it was such a good time. All right, I'm gonna move along. But like I said, I'm in Turning Stone, she's not here. And if you guys do like hearing the two of us, let me know. The more you tweet me, Oh, we don't do tweet. Ask your teenager. They'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. And make sure I'm tagged. Go on my Facebook page whenever I post something. Just, hey, Jim, love listening to that podcast. And I'll get your website. I, don't, I guess you can write to my website. I don't know. I don't know. Now, some of you go on, tw- some of you, uh, on Twitter, and you know who you are. But you, you actually message me personally. And that, that's even easier than Twitter if you message me personally that that I can see more uh, go in there and go in the box rather than just going through all the Twitter accounts and whatever many people on there I don't even know I, I don't know how I get all these people on there I don't I don't hit follow with anyone so uh yeah that place was I'm still on a high from that place I'm on a good, I feel great right now. And you know what? I even think about this. When and if the moment comes where I lost my wife, I tell you, I'd, I'd be, uh, you know, there is, there's always a little party who goes, you know, I'll be okay. I'll, be, I'll survive. And, a lot, and most of us do and will. But I'd be, 
I have a funny feeling I'd be quite a shipwreck for a long time. For a long time. Part of me wants to think I can bounce back. And I will, or I'm assuming I will, and my kids. And that's the thing with when, when mortality hits in your family or close to home or... I have to tell you, you know, you've been through it. You can't, you know, you, you mourn and you have that hole and you always have that sadness, but you always feel I will, I will, I'll survive and I'll move on. I know I will if I'm ever given that time, hopefully not. And if it does, hopefully not for a very long time, but It's, uh, sometimes you got to sit down and check and think about the person you've been with for a while, especially if you're traveling and sit down and think, what have they really done for you? And not like give a gift, not this and all. What have they, have they enhanced your morality? Have they opened up your eyes to better things, to being a better parent? or an uncle, or a friend, or a brother. They always enhanced your life, made you better. And you gotta really think about that. That'll help your relationship, whatever, whatever relationship you're in. But I tell you, when I think about my wife, when I think about Dee, I don't know. I might be in the, I'll come back, but it's gonna be. It's gonna be a, a little. It'll be brutal for a little while. And again, I'm not here to bring you down. Like Jesus, thanks, man. I just lost my dog. We had this dog for eight years, dude. We wasn't supposed to go this quick, but uh, you're really bringing me down right now. I'm sorry. I'm just. I just. Listen, you guys are my. You guys are my therapists. So if I don't get to vent, you know what I'm doing right now. I'm literally talking in a hotel room by myself, I'm talking to you. This is my therapy. This doesn't cost me 150 bucks an hour. You know what they used to call therapists back in the day? Friends and family. Regulators. That's what they used to call therapists. And then we started making, well, just, just make money for doing this. Everything's gotta, everyone's gotta make money. <sighs> okay, well. God, we had a good time. Freaking zipline and freaking, we would see that there was a dolphin and the dolphin was racing our boat and the water was so clear, you can see it on the side of the boat, just going really, and then it went in front of the boat and jumped. It was, it was, it was pretty sick. It was pretty sick. I would just sit and stare. And that's another thing. I took my phone and went, why am I taping and videotaping it? Just put the phone down and look at it. Just look at it. And I did. And I put my phone away a lot. It's, I've been doing that a lot more lately. Stroll, take a stroll and don't bring a phone. And if you do bring the phone, put it in airplane mode so no one can text you or call you, whatever. The crazier, the crazier our times get with just news and everything electronical and everything shoved in your face 24-7 to divert your thought, it's going to get harder and harder for you to even know who you are anymore. I, I know it sounds crazy, but it's the God's honest truth. God's honest truth. That diversion of your mind is just, it's, it's so much more powerful than you ever could imagine. Anyone could ever imagine. You know, I, the last, like I said, the last big news thing that I saw was 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 Vegas. And I want I want you to study something. You don't have to study it. Just just it could be any media. The more you take steps further back, don't don't even look at the headline. Don't even look. Just use common sense. Don't let anything infiltrate your thought. Common sense will always be a better explanation than what they feed you nonstop. I'm telling you. I saw my daughter, I don't know, 
two weeks ago, a week ago. Constantly left my phone. I woke up, um, took her to breakfast, and she brought up Vegas. I went, what? What happened? And we even... She's not into politics. She's not into all that. She's like, Dad, we all think alike. Listen, let's worry about the small things that can make us better. And making us better, that's throwing a pebble in the pond. And you see the way those rings just keep going out. That's the best I can do right now. It's the best I can do. I'm not just going to walk around angry or, or happy. from. It's just That's the best I can do. And so, I didn't follow this thing. And finally, I don't know, it was a day or two later, I finally tapped into it, brought it up on a thing. And I'm, and I'm watching, and I'm like, what, this, this is, oh. I, I don't know, is it me? Or you'll have minute by minute thing. Now, all of a sudden, there's these, uh, you know, people say, well, you know, there's conspiracy. Have you ever noticed the word conspiracy comes up whenever you just have a thought besides what mass media sells you? Think about that for a second and test it out. Just test it out. If every media station says, this is what happened, and then a Few people go, hold on now. Oh, conspiracy. They're already killing that thought and they're killing all of you to even listen to that thought. Because it is known that people in general, no matter where you live, believe whatever the headlines and news tell you and put a thousand percent trust into your getting all the information, which is absurd. It's absolutely absurd to, to think like that. It's absurd. It's like meeting a brand new person. You're walking down the street and you meet a person. This person just gives you all this information. You're like, what? And then you go right and you realize you just got this person's info. You didn't, you didn't get any of the facts. You're just going on um, something someone, an actor's telling you that they're reading. At the end of the day, that's it. So I'm watching this thing. Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. This guy is old, he makes tons of money, he's quiet, never has a record, and he just went bonkers. Even though he's in love, he went bonkers and just just had a field day. So I did, now, I don't care at anyone listening right now what you actually think. You can't tell me. Your common sense go, that's, there's something weird here. Something weird. There's cameras everywhere in a, in a, in a casino. They're, they're on the streets. They're everywhere. You don't even realize you're being videotaped 99% of the time from the minute you land in Vegas, from the minute you land in almost any airport. You're being videotaped. So some guy just went bonkers. He wires a hundred grand to another country and that's never suspicious. Like what? And then I see this other, there, there's two other theories. The other theory is, hey, you know what? Um, this is life. Life is a lot like the movies, whether you believe it or not, where they have these big government schemes and this and FBI and local counties. And one was, he was an FBI agent trafficking, trying to lure ISIS into a trapment. They found out, oh God, the preposterous, what are these crazy theories are popping up? This is the crazy. And then the other one was even, for me, way more frightening, way more frightening. I don't want to believe it. Although I don't want to say that's the dumbest thing ever. I did, no, it, it's, for me, I enjoy the FBI blunder. Now that makes 
to me, that makes way more sense. I'm not saying that's what happened, but oh, he has no social media. Oh, well, because he can't. He's FBI, he can't. And if he does, it has to be fake. Some of you know FBI agents. I know FBI agents. They can't tell you what's really going down, ever, period, ever. Well, that's not true because, yes it is. And then I looked at the uh, video of the brother, you know, and there's two videos of him. One video is him going, my brother would never, this, this just makes no sense. This is, no, he didn't, he didn't. And then the next video is going, of course this is my brother. My brother did this all by himself. This is what, and I'm like, wow, wow. And they're not gonna play that over and over and over and over and over. And if you even think it was anything but some cuckoo bird, you're a conspiracy theorist. Do you see where, we're, where what happened? If I have a thought about Trump, I go, you know what? I can't stand when he does, oh, I'm a liberal. Don't, don't lump me, because the next sentence I might say, I really, I think he was very smart with it. Oh, you're conservative. That is the real divide and conquer, whether you ever want to face that or not. That is the divide. That is the conquer. And people are not divided. We're smart. We have common sense. When things go down, we help each other. We look at, they want to show you like, there's looting and killing and murdering. There might be in little areas. But for the most part, people looking to help each other. You know that, and I know that. When we had a hurricane, we had no... We had no electricity, no gas for almost two weeks. It was freezing, freezing. We slept in, in sweatpants and shirts and some people were able to just fly to Florida, whatever. I guess we could have done, I don't know. But my point is, we got together. Some guy's gas thing would work so we'd all cook at his house. He'd have us over. Some neighbors that you didn't like now were hanging out and talking like, God, I can't believe we never took the time to know each other. People go out of their way to help one another. So they're trying to make it look like, now, at the end of the day, if you really think about it, and then the other snare was really, it was more political. It was, oh, they want gun control, so this is a whole big test, and they did it. They did it. The whole November 4th thing and the, have at or whatever the hell I don't even know what the hell it's called the revolution and they're going to overthrow the government you know all that stuff it, I, it, that one I hope it's not that madness I really hope it's not but I don't ever want to go that's ridiculous when you when you don't allow thinking and a thought process just a just a regular thought process no one's spewing hate but a guy going up and just losing his mind, to me, that's the conspiracy. That, that's the conspiracy right there. I don't care what anybody says. Nobody buys that. And if you buy that, you're like, you, you've been sitting in front of the TV way too long. And I hope you don't still believe professional wrestling, they're real. Because that's... That's conspiracy. I don't care what anyone says. That, so whenever they say these conspiracy theories, to me that's their way of going, don't even look over here. Don't even think about that process. And they always divert it. These wackos, these crazies, these drug addicts, these hippies, these, these people that hate America, these people that hate the truth, these people that hate that is going out of the way to kill your thought process. And the only way you think is by not watching and not tuning in. It's just like watching a couple going at it in the street. And you, you, your, your first initial is to run up and go, you know, what's going on? You need to, you know, and the guy hit her a couple of times or whatever. And then now it's a panel of like, well, you know, she did this and she, no, I saw what I saw. I know what happened. 
he's nuts, he hit her, they might have been drinking. There's a whole story that led up to that madness. Whether it was, you know, was, if you can't think, you better. That's, that's, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you gotta enjoy life. If I walk into a coffee place and that news is on, I walk right out. That's why I like places like Starbucks. Say what you want. I like little coffee shops. If I go into any place and there's a TV on and they're playing the news, I ask immediately, can you please turn this off? I don't want to hear this nonsense, this thought diversion of happy souls. I used to tell people, you know, they'll go, someone got shot, someone got stabbed, someone got this. Okay, let's say that happened in a neighborhood of a million, two million people. That's quite a percentage of people that kicked ass and did well for the night. Why don't you focus on that? Especially in life where you're like, is it half empty or half full? The news always is half empty. I'm telling you. Just be careful. That's all I'm saying. Be careful. And you want to feel good? I got to be honest with you. I still haven't watched the news. I haven't watched the news. So it feels great. It feels great. I'm not walking around going, oh my God, we have a World War III with a thing and, and what's going on over thing? And are we going to care? Oh God, are we going to, what the hell are people that got? If that's what it makes you feel like, turn it off. Would you eat a, a food that made you feel that way? Would you drink a drink that made you that nuts? Would you take a pill that made you that crazy over facts you don't know? At the end of the day, you don't know facts. You weren't there, you didn't live it, you don't know it. So why would you let anyone or anything make you this nuts? Trust me, they know they're making you nuts. I had to change my music. I started, um, as I would listen to, I like a lot of, you know, I love the new Metallica and I'm listening. And I went, you know what? I'm starting to get, I, I think I spent a couple hours on and off on the iPad and went, all right, you know what? It's, I, I, I gathered enough information. So I changed my music even. And I gotta say, my music is making me feel, I turned on some old seal. Bring it on, bring it on. Don't wait until tomorrow. Oh, seal. Oh, see, you guys didn't think that. But if you look up, uh, I bet you um, deepdiscount.com has seal. You know what? That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, I am going to go on deep discount, see if I can find all the seal stuff. But I changed, I started listening to Seal, I started listening to Sting. Just music that helped my soul. No more iPad, no more, I don't wanna hear news, I don't wanna hear nothing. And I gotta say, I've had probably the best 10 days in a long time. And I truly think it's from putting out that energy, allowing that energy, just Living good, wanting to be good, feeling good. Don't let nasty, dark infiltrate your mind. And it's, it's been amazing. I, I, I loved being with my wife. I'm so glad we got to do that. I, I just, it's, uh, I'm on a high streak right now, as you can clearly see. It can all end by the time the show hits. I have a bad show. Next week's podcast can be real ugly. <laughs> Come crashing down. I'm in the rabbit hole. Here's what really went down in Vegas. Um, I'm going to have to write. I'm a little worried about writing a brand new hour. I would like to film the one I'm doing now. I'm going to have an announcement real soon. About 30 new gigs coming up. Um, I know for a fact I'm heading to Texas, Florida in March. And after that, you all will have to hold on and wait. I'm working on new pictures, got new pictures I'm taking Tuesday. Uh, and that's it. You know, keep doing what you do. I'll keep trying to do what I do. And we help each other out. 
and that's how simple as goes. And then our real conversations will, hopefully I can draw some comedy from it, give you a new hour, and we keep moving on. So again, reach out to me, even if it's questions on Twitter, at Jim Brewer, message me, okay, hey, you know, my wife and I are married, or I got this question, or blah, 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 or hey, I love your stuff, or like, hey man, you annoy me. Don't talk about this so much. That's another thing, can I just say? I'm pretty good with, with ignoring negative comments, but I have to get over the struggle that sometimes people are just, they're ignorant, they're small-minded, they're uneducated, and quite frankly, they're mean. It's really that simple. And I got it a lot. I started doing baseball recaps on Facebook where I love baseball. I'm a diehard Mets fan. Everyone knows that. Even if you don't know baseball, I think you figured that out. So I would, after each game, I would kind of post something. And I would never say, hey, I'm rooting for the Yankees. Hey, I hate the Yankees. Hey, I hope the Cubs lose. Hey, uh, the, the Houston Astros are the best. I never would say any of that. But the mentality of a sports fan is, is like a politic. They're nuts. They don't see anything but I hate you unless you're part of this period and I went I feel very bad part of me feels bad I'm not gonna lie to you part of me there's this guy you know I put up I, I don't know I think it was the Cubs and the Nationals and I put it up and um I don't even know what I said I just said so this guy writes Brewer, you're you're a, you're a whatever a jerk off, and you know, whatever he just and he's like you know you you're a joke you jerk off, and I normally I just delete and I went you know what no 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 so I went back at him and I said I'm a you're a joke and he went oh you think he wrote oh you think uh, don't think um. It's spe- you think you're special now because you responded to me. You're, you know, you suck and you haven't been this and that. So they always go into you've been nothing since, you know, since half page, you're nothing. Since Saturday Live, your career's been nowhere. You know, I haven't heard that a billion times. So now I can't help it. I, I, I went right back into grammar school, right back into grammar school. Okay. So I write back. Hey, listen, you started this whole thing. You put out a negative comment on my page, off of my video. What do you expect? You, why do you have to, oh, and he went off on a whole thing. You suck and I have the right. I was like, all right. So what did I do? I looked him up and I'm not going to lie to you. I'm ashamed of this, but I did it. He called me a jerk off. So this guy was about at least Four bills. Four bills. Okay? I apologize to any listener who's heavy, but I just went right for it. And I didn't say nothing. I just snapped a picture of him, and I, and I posted it as a reply, and I wrote, well, at least I can do what you called me. No way. No way. And wow, did I send I sent him. He, he was, he had a freaking, he was on the roof. You want some of this? You want some of this? You come to my face and you go, you call me fat. You come to my face, Brewer. Call me fat. And we'll see what time it is. You, you're a piece of God. Yeah, and I said again. You started this whole thing. Your action caused my reaction. But he could not see that. But at the same time, I could have just hit delete. Or what I've done sometimes, I, I fight hate with love. I go, hey, man, sorry about your feelings. I wish all the best for you and your family always. Reply. And 99% of the time, I don't get anything back. Or I'll get like a screw you, or just bust him with you. They feel bad. And they go, you know what? what? I don't know why I did that. No. 
I was so offended. I get, and it wasn't that I was just mad because he called me name. It was more like, dude, don't tell me what my place is and what my job is. What? It, where have people come where they get the balls because they're hiding behind a phone and they say things like, uh, "Do why don't you just stick to what you're best at? Who are you? Who are you? And what are you best at? Being a dick? How exciting. Let me know when you start getting paid for that. Okay, that's my little vent. If you're going to write to anyone, not just me, anyone, start off with a conversation. Isn't that how humanity starts? Hey, how's it going? Nice to meet you. Hey, uh, I noticed you made this video, blah, blah. Not a fan of the video, but a fan of you. I've heard that. And there's part of me that goes, you know what? I don't need to hear what, you're, what you don't like. And do. I don't need to hear that. But, but I'm okay with that. It's like walking to a restaurant. How oh, did you like dinner? You know what? I, I didn't like the appetizer. But the, the, you know, the dinner was okay. It's being honest. It's being honest. And I guess me putting out a video, then the other thing is, like, I guess me putting out a video or a picture, I'm asking for approval. So I'm okay with the with a response or no response. But not to go... Hey, look, jerk off, stick in your own lane, or you suck, moron. Why don't you fade away? You never, like, who are you? Who are you? Jerk off face, asshole head. Delete, block. But no, I had to go at him. I had to go at him, and I have to work on that. I have to work on that. You know how they say the older you get, the crankier you get? I'm getting, just, just, I'm having less patience. I don't know if it's age or what it is. Just like at that Met game when I, when, when I was ready to go at it with that Yankee fan. I was ready to go at it. That's some funny shit, man. So what am I doing? I'm a 50-year-old man. What am I doing? <sighs> so the, the big guy's name was Ernie. But because he never, you know, I tried every angle of saying, dude, you started this. You know, I just want to be positive. And he just, he wouldn't see it. So I'm like, all right, you're useless. But instead of him delayed, at the end of the day, I made fun of his weight. I made fun of his weight. And I shouldn't have done that. So I know he's not listening. And I know he'll never listen. But for that, I apologize. For that. I should have just blocked and deleted you. But if you do hear me, Dude, find a better attitude, would you? Find a better attitude. Start off a conversation different. And know people's intent. Intent. I used to do that with Rich, my opener. If anyone shouted during the show, he'd instantly attack them like they were a moron. And it took me a couple times to say, Rich, I can't stay. I said, listen. You gotta understand who you, and when you go over your family's house or your friend's house, you know how everyone is. You know, this guy's gonna be loud and talk over to you, so you're gonna have to wait for him to chill out, and then boom, and then engage. Your audience, you, you, you can't just assume they're more, some of them are excited, some of them are excited when you talk. You know, there's been times when I'm doing stand-up, and I'll go, I'll say something and the people go, oh my God, exactly, exactly, you should say my daughter. Now, I don't want you saying stuff like that, but the fact that I got you that excited that you feel you must put that out there, I'm not gonna attack you. I will gently go, well, I'm glad you feel like that way. Um, I'd love to hear it more after the show. Big laugh, big laugh. And that's a very kind way of saying, thank you, don't be shouting out the whole time though. Where Rich would just go, oh, you stupid, oh, people like you. Like, Rich. Yeah, but they yelled. I said, yeah, they yelled. or the, People will yell, whatever. But you got to know their intentions. You can't assume an intention. The people are just excited. They're, they're, they're ecstatic to be here. They're not stupid. They're not drunk. They were just excited. And if you, and he, it took him a couple of times and he got it and he saw that, ver and it's just, that's all. Same with Twitter. You don't know intentions. Just always have a good intention. When I put videos up, I don't ever put 
bad intentions out there. It's always from a good intention, for the most part. But for Ernie, we are gonna meet. I can tell you that right now. We're definitely we're gonna meet. We'll have a sit down with some uh, pastries and coffee. No, I shouldn't say pastries. Yeah, pastries. You would like pastries. I'm kidding. I'm breaking your balls a little bit. That's all. I'm only kidding with you. I'm kidding. Uh, I do apologize to Ernie. That was mean, and um, it was it was childish, very childish. So, whatever. We move along. I'm very excited about the playoffs. I'll be making recaps, and I'm very excited that you listen to me. You have no clue what it means to me. I know we say it all the time. I don't know if I should change this. It used to be called the Metal Me. I may change it just to the Jim Brewer podcast, um, D&I, Marriage Warrior spinoff. I don't know. I'll figure it out as time goes on. I'm not worried about it. If people listen and people are moved, great. I look forward to hearing from you. I wish you all the best. And seriously, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Without you, there's no me. And that's the bottom line. Hope to see you guys out there. Talk to you soon. Thank you.